0: Welcome to another episode of The Doctor Says. I'm Shreya. I'm Iman. And I'm Zalak.
1: We're three college best friends sharing our journey in medicine. So on today's episode, we will be talking about the difference between allopathic versus osteopathic medicine.
2: So just some general knowledge facts about us. Me and Zalak will be attending a DO program and Iman will be attending an MD program. So I think a good way to start off this episode would probably be to define what allopathic medicine is and what osteopathic medicine is. So when we see a doctor's name followed by MD, they went to an allopathic program and they studied allopathic medicine. And when you see DO after a doctor's name, that's because they studied osteopathic medicine. So to lay out some definitions for these terms, allopathic medicine is more symptoms and evidence-based medicine. Western medicine is really heavily focused on this, whereas osteopathic medicine is more so oriented towards treating the patient, not the disease. But that doesn't mean the disease is like out of sight, out of mind. We're just putting the patient first. So this is a good segue for me to talk about the four tenets of osteopathic medicine. The first one being the person is a unit of mind, body, and soul. The second tenet, the body is capable of self-regulation, self-healing, and health maintenance. The third tenet is that structure and function are reciprocally interrelated. And the fourth tenet is that treatment is based on these principles. What do you guys think? I know allopathic has been like the go-to, you know, for us growing up. And now recently, we've started learning more about what a DO really does and what osteopathic medicine really is. So what are your guys' thoughts and
1: opinions on this? So for me, I was very interested in learning about osteopathic medicine because I hadn't even realized there was a different program for medical school up until, you know, maybe a couple years ago, I only knew MD allopathic medicine. And so when I learned about osteopathic medicine and I saw these tenants, I was very curious as to how physicians incorporated that in their treatment. And Shreya, you mentioned in the extracurriculars podcast about the shadowing that you did with the osteopathic physician. And when you told me about some of the experiences that you had It was really cool to hear about how they are actually integrating all of these principles. Mm -hmm. And another thing that really interested me about DO programs, DO programs also teach you about OMM, which stands for Osteopathic Manipulative Medicine. Another thing that I noticed is that MD programs and DO programs, they both have literally the same curriculum. So you're doing four years of medical school. Usually it's two years of schoolwork and then two years of clinical rotations. Some schools have it different where it's one year of school and three years of rotations, but most of them follow the two plus two model. And that goes for both MD and DO programs. But in a DO program, you're doing about 200 extra hours of training, which is that OMM aspect of it. For me, the
2: defining reason for why I decided to primarily pursue DO programs was because that shadowing experience really just like opened my eyes to another side of medicine that I quite literally did not know existed. And after seeing it, I realized I want
1: that knowledge at my disposal. The reason why I wanted to go into a DO program was because I had also talked to a DO physician during my postback program. And she also told me a little bit more about OMM and talked to me about some of the stigma behind osteopathic medicine, which we will get to later on in this episode. Um, And I remembered that I was once treated by an osteopathic physician. Having OMM been done on me was a very interesting experience. And that has shown me a different side of medicine and I also have multiple family members who are DO physicians so I was able to get introduced to the field in that manner as well.
2: So Iman I know you applied to both MD and DO programs and you got into both as well so why did you pick an MD program over a DO program?
0: I think first I'm going to talk about why I applied to both DO and MD programs. So We've established that both programs share the same curriculum. It's just that DO programs teach an additional skill, which is OMM. You are not required to know OMM to treat a patient. So when I was applying, I thought, okay, I'm going to apply to both programs. In one, I'm just learning additional skill. So I applied widely to both, and I just wanted to have that choice in the end that if I get into both programs, I get to decide where I want to go. So in the end, since I did get into both, I looked at different factors, such as proximity to home, tuition, if there's a pass system, the alumni network that the school has, and also opportunity for dual degree programs. I'm not too sure if I'm going to pursue one, but I think it's nice to have the option Mm -hmm. If your school offers it, it's, it's just nice to have. So the school that I'm going to right now, it is in Texas, and I am a Texas resident. So tuition will be much cheaper, and it's only like three hours away from home. Before I was admitted to this school, I was all set on going to school in New York, which was a lot more expensive. Housing was going to be expensive, and just traveling back and forth was going to be a little hard because my family isn't in New York. Well, not anymore. They've all moved to Texas. So this was my best bet.
2: Okay. So I think the next topic that we're going to jump to is actually the stigma that exists behind the DO title. It's there. It's definitely something we want to touch upon because two out of three of us are pursuing a DO degree
1: the reason why there is a lot of stigma behind osteopathic medicine and DO programs is because they are relatively newer compared to the MD programs. Osteopathic medicine was introduced in the late 19th century. Allopathic medicine has been around for a lot longer than that. And I think a lot of people fail to realize that just because it's newer doesn't mean that, you know, DO physicians are any less qualified than MD physicians. They're both learning the same curriculum. After they get their degree, they can prescribe medicine, they can treat patients, conduct research, specialize, and perform surgery. It's essentially the same profession, just a different philosophy.
2: And I think with more DO schools opening up every year, it means that, you know, we're getting more DO graduates and more people going into Dio. So with time, we can really, you know, battle the stigma. And already over the last couple of years, I think we've come a long way. Like, literally all three of us a couple of years ago had no idea what Dio was. And now look at where we are. And I think another very prevalent stigma behind Dio is that some people tend to see it as a plan B oh, MD didn't work out, your stats aren't high enough, so then you go and apply to a DO program. Statistically, if you look at the average GPA and the average MCAT, yes, the numbers don't lie. They are lower than MD programs, but that doesn't automatically mean that they're easier programs to get into. They're just as competitive, they're just as tough, and you need to be just as qualified to get into these schools. I know people a couple of years older than me in my year who have very good stats. They have that GPA. They have that high MCAT score, but they're still not getting into MD or DO programs. So I think that goes to show that DO schools are not a backup plan. They are not a plan B. They are not the easy way to get into medicine. And I think that's something that people have been actively challenging over the last few years, and we will continue to do so.
0: So with this idea of it being the backup plan, it being the easier one to get into is very upsetting because some students that get into these programs start to downplay their achievement of getting into a medical school because mm-hmm. of what others are saying around them. Yep. In the end, you're going to become a physician, regardless of what path you choose, regardless of what you specialize in, you're going to become a physician. You're going to be treating patients. You're going to be saving lives. It's just two letters. Literally.
2: Yeah. Literally. I cannot believe that there are people out there who, because of two letters, will completely belittle everything you've done to get into these schools and these programs. Like It is truly something that makes my blood boil. You're adding on over 200 hours of a new approach to medicine and treatment, which is Mm -hmm. so innovative. Like, it's literally what medicine is about. The field is changing. We're looking for more Mm -hmm. effective ways to treat people. And this is giving us that.
1: And another thing is with residency, a lot of students who graduate from DO programs feel that they're not going to get into a competitive specialty. But that's not true. You can get into a competitive specialty. Those are hard regardless of if you're in an MD program or a DO program, you just need to put in the hard work and the effort to get to that point. And so it's not about what type of school you're going to, it's about your grades. It's about how much research you've done, your leadership, community service, and what you're getting on your board exams, whether that be the COMLEX or USMLE or both.
0: And we're going to talk about this more in our applications episode, but you need to do your you need to do your research as well with which DO programs you choose to apply to. How many students are matching into these residencies? Mm -hmm. How do the schools prepare you? These are all important questions.
1: And also, you know, board exam scores. How are their scores looking like compared to the national rates? Um, Research. If you wanted to go to a school that's more focused on research, there are many DO programs out there that are research focused. There are many MD programs out there that are research focused. You just have to search for what you are looking for in a medical school and make your list based off of that. A good amount of residencies have started shifting
2: towards accepting both, you know, just USMLE and just complex. There was a time where for certain specialties, you had to take USMLE if you were a DO student. That is slowly changing. There are still some residencies out there that still do that. But a lot has already changed in the last couple of years so who knows what the next five to ten years for residencies will look like um but if you are thinking about pursuing do definitely keep in mind that you may have to take both exams
1: so before june of 2020 actually the DO and md residencies were separate so their matches were separate but after that they merged into a single program you go into a residency you're not going to be treated any differently because you're an MD or a DO.
0: So that just goes to show how similar the two tracks are. DOs are treating patients, they're evaluating patients, prescribing medications, and they have this additional skill, OMM. The thing is, you can also have MDs, if they're really interested, they can go ahead and also learn OMM. So at that point, they're equivalent to a deal with that training under their belt. I think that's really cool that they had that option. Cool stuff.
2: I know we touched upon board exams and talked about COMLEX versus USMLE. So I just wanted to go a little bit more into that and, you know, which exam is for what. Um, so the USMLE is split into step one, step two, and step Three, and this is for MD programs. The timeline of it is that you take step one after your second year. You take step two the following year, so between your third and fourth years. And then you take step three after your first year of residency. That timeline is the exact same for the complex exam. And the complex exam is the board exams for DO programs. And so that's why I was saying that there are DO students out there that take both Comlex and USMLE every year Mm -hmm. because the two residency programs were split and DO and MD did not match together.
1: So right now, are a lot of DO students taking both exams or do you think that that number has like decreased from last year? Like how many people took both exams last year versus this year, you know?
2: I honestly have no idea. Iman, do you know?
0: So I don't know the exact stats behind this, but I will say it just depends on the type of specialty that you're trying to get into Mm -hmm. and also the place where you're doing your residency. Some places will accept either or, or some will mandate that you have taken the USMLE.
1: I hope that as time goes on, those residency programs that are requiring the USMLE and won't accept the COMLEX do kind of shift towards accepting either or because that would make, you know, DO students' lives a lot easier. (laughs) As if med school isn't hard enough, you're
2: also starting for two board exams and you're facing all the stigma that people have against DO and you have to face people belittling you because of two letters.
1: Come on now. Yeah. We need change. So I think that was it for our allopathic versus osteopathic medicine episode. If you guys have any further questions about
2: MD versus DO programs in general, or you want to know more about why we picked the programs that we picked, then like always, our DMs are open to you guys. And you are more than welcome to email us at, the at gmail.com.
1: And if you ever want to share, you know, any experiences that you have had, we are more than willing to listen and, you know, just be there for you guys. So, yeah, everything that Shreya
0: said, don't be shy. We are here. We're here to support you through it all. Our next episode will be going over the entire application process. So that will be split up into two parts. The first part will be out in two weeks. Yeah. So
2: thank you guys for tuning in to another episode of The Doctor Says. Bye. Bye. Bye.